I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Processes don't mess up. Processes don't make mistakes. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Two questions I get asked the most. Number one, Dre, is there a way that I can talk to you on a regular basis for accountability to make sure I'm staying consistent and to get help with any challenges I may have ongoing? And number two, Dre, are you going to write any more books? Answer to both of those questions are yes and hell yes. Let me tell you how you can do both in one shot. I want you to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com where you have the option of getting my Bulletproof Bulletin, which is my monthly magazine that I'm sending out every single month to everyone who is a member of my university, where every month I'm writing new material that is fresh game for you to work on your personal growth and your business growth. I'm going to send that physically in your mailbox every single month. Again, that's called the Bulletproof Bulletin. That is for everybody who is a member of my university at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now you have another option while you're right there on that page. You can also join my mastermind. This is where you can talk to me on a regular basis. I mean, every single week, you're going to get a live training from me. I answer all questions. We handle all challenges and hold each other accountable. That is inside of my Bulletproof Mastermind. It's the second level of my university where, as I just said, every week I have a live training where I'm going to teach on a subject that melds personal development and business development where we get straight to the point. No bullshit, no fluff, no filler material. I take the complex challenges that you're dealing with right now and I simplify them in a bite-sized way, just like I do here on the show every single day. Now, you can get all the information and all the details about both of these programs and all the bonuses that I didn't even mention because, by the way, I took all the courses that I've ever created. I have a course on how to use your social media story for maximum impact. I have a course called Bulletproof Mindset 2.0 that is my deepest material on mental toughness, discipline, leadership, and communication skills. I have a course called People Skills on building rapport and leading other people as well as leading yourself and how you can get your point across to others. I have a course called Content Machine about creating content that will help you lay the foundation for building your brand the same way that I've done and that I continually do. I have a course called Toughen Up, one called Unapologetic, one called Sell Yourself. I have another course called 25 Hours about time management and time control. I have a 30 Days of Discipline course, an ASAP Confidence course, and a bunch of other courses. I'm not even going to list them all because this audio clip will be too long if I list everything. All of those bonuses I'm throwing in for free as you become a member of my university and of my mastermind. All the information, all your options, and you can get started right now by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com. If you A, want to know if I'm going to write anymore? Yes, I am. I'm going to write. As a matter of fact, every month, I'm going to send you a new copy of my magazine with fresh new material for you to keep your game focused, sharp, and on point. And B, 
you want to work with me directly, you want to be able to talk to me every week, get your questions answered, get your challenges handled, and network and build relationships and connect with a community of like-minded professionals who are serious about their game like you are, all of that happens in my Bulletproof Mastermind. All information, and you're going to get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you have expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That's the go-getter energy that moves all of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Then we put all this together to a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is implementation over invention. Implementation over invention. Now, before I get to explaining where this topic comes from or where we're going with it, let me tell everybody that I have a daily motivation text message that I send out for free every single day to everyone who is in my texting community. You should be one of those people in my texting community to make sure that you are. Here's the only thing you had to do. It's very easy and very simple. You could do it right now because you do it all day. All you got to do is send a text message. Here's the number to text 305-384-6894. That is me. That is my number. Text that number. And every day you're going to get the daily motivation straight to your phone free of charge from me. Got it? Let me tell you the number again. 305-384-6894. Text me. You'll be getting the daily motivation every single day. Now let's get into this topic. This is about Plain and simple is about you executing on things that work, figuring out what works, first of all, then executing on the things that work because you know what they are, and then disciplining yourself to not get distracted by shiny objects and shiny information like most people do. Many of us get caught up in chasing after shiny objects and shiny information instead of just focusing on the things that we already know works. That's why we're talking about implementing over inventing or chasing somebody else's invention. I told you about shiny information syndrome in episode 2012, 2012, avoiding how to avoid shiny information syndrome. So if you haven't listened to that one, check that out. And then episode 1703 is when I talked about protecting yourself from shiny object syndrome. Both of those are listed down below in the show notes. And yes, there is a difference between shiny information syndrome and shiny object syndrome. And you'll understand that as we get into this. And also on the subject of execution, we're going to talk about this more, of course, here in today's episode, where we talked about ideas versus execution way back in 2016, episode 192, episode 167, execution, it is not about them. And in episode 1203, ideas do not have owners, they only have executors. So check all those episodes. We do have them listed below in the show notes, but if you don't see them, just go to workonyourgamepodcast.com. That's workonyourgamepodcast.com. That's where you can listen to every episode in the history of this show, any episode I ever mentioned. All of them are listed right there on that page, and you can just scroll through and listen to whatever you want, anything that I ever reference, all in one spot. So let's get into today's topic. We get into the points of today's topic, implementation over invention. Point number one, when you find something that does work for you, keep doing it. I'm pausing there, and I'm leaving that pause in because I want that thought to sink in. When you find something that works, just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Do not change it. Do not do something different just to do something different. Do not get bored with the process. Get used to the process. Tie yourself to the grind of doing the same things over and over again. Why? Because they work. Now, if you're doing the same things over and over and they're not working, then you should go find something else to do and make changes and iterate and 
adjust and do what you got to do. But if the thing that you're doing is working, do not allow your mind to go soft on you and tell you that you need to do something different just because you, quote unquote, need variety or, quote unquote, need to do something different or, quote unquote, can't do the same things all the time. If the same things are working, you should be doing the same things. Now, if the same things are not working, then you change it. That's a simple litmus test. Now, how do you know if something works? First of all, you have to set what your parameters are. What are your baselines? How do you know that some advertising works? You have to decide, okay, how many clicks do I want to get? How much money do I want to make off this advertising? How many leads do I want to produce? You need to get some measurables so that you can say, this is working, this is not working. I know this is producing the result I want. I know that this is not, and there needs to be a clear line so that you will be able to look at the situation and say, yes, this is producing what I want. No, it is not. If that's gray, if you're not sure about whether something is working or not, then it's hard to make a decision about whether or not to keep doing it. This is really the challenge that many people have. I think most of you understand the concept of if something's working, you would keep doing it. And if something's not working, you would stop doing it. The challenge many people have is they don't know what working is for them. They have not made a clear definition of what would constitute working and what constitutes not working. So let's get clear on that. In episode 2013, the topic is the same things, the same way, every time. What is that about? Process, routines, habits, discipline, execution. All of those things necessary at the professional level of anything, if you want to produce consistent results, you need consistent inputs. And it produces predictable results. I mean, you even know what's going to happen before it happens. When something works, just keep doing it. It's a story of uh, this guy I was reading. He had a high school football coach. He played football and his football coach, they would run a play during the game. And if that play was successful, the coach determined what was successful or not. And he will let the team know what that was. Let's say he did a running play and the play got at least five yards. What the coach would do right there from the sideline, out loud for everybody to hear it, he would just yell out, run it again. And the whole, everybody heard it. The whole team heard it. The fans in the stands heard it. The other team heard him say it. And he wasn't joking. This was not like a Jedi mind trick where they were pretending to do something and do something different. He would yell out, run it again. Everybody heard him do it, heard him say it. And then the team would line up and they would literally run the same play over and over again. And they would keep running that play until the other team stopped them. And if the other team did not stop them, they would keep running that play all the way to the end zone and score a touchdown. That's what they would do. And this guy was on the team. He said they would literally do this every game until the other team stopped them. And his team was actually pretty good. And this is actually that right there is a great example. And the reason I'm telling you the story, great example for what any of us could do in anything. This is not limited to, but actually is not limited to sports and fitness. But any of you who wants to get in better shape when it comes to your health and fitness, Think about that. Think about when you were in your best possible shape or if you're in your best shape right now, what are the routines and habits and processes that have led to it or did lead to it if it was a time in the past and do the exact same things you were doing then now. Maybe you need to make some adjustments. Maybe you need to get some professional help who can help you with those adjustments. I could direct you to some of the right people, but you need a process. It should be the same things over and over and over again. Any of you who's in good shape or great shape who's listening to this, I know a lot of athletes and people who are at least interested in fitness listen to this show, you probably have routines for how you work out. You probably like, for example, somebody like myself, I know exactly what workouts I'm going to do every day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I know exactly what I'm doing each day. It's not the same thing each time. Even when I'm doing cardio, I know what routes I run. If I run three times a week, I know where I'm running on Tuesday. I know where I'm going to run on Thursday. I know where I'm running on Saturday. If I'm traveling and I'm going to run outside while I'm traveling, I actually map out what is my route going to be before I get there. I know where I'm staying at. Or let me figure out my route. I know what distance I want to run. Let me see where, how I can make this work. I go find an app that lets me map out a running route. So I get the distances and all that. 
I know exactly where I'm going before I start running. Why? Process. Same thing, same way every time. Even when things change, you maintain as much of the process as you possibly can. The challenge for many of us is either A, we don't know what working means. So you have to get your, you got to get your benchmarks and your parameters in place so you, so you know what constitutes that this is actually producing the result that I want and what's not. We have episodes where we talked about that. And the other challenge is, and this is the one that we're talking about here today, is human beings, sometimes we just get bored with successful consistency. And then we just change things just because we get bored with being consistent. This is a challenge that some of you are hearing this and you're thinking, that's crazy. Why would anybody get bored with consistent success? But it happens. And believe it or not, people are having success. Everything's working. But because of the same things the same way every time, they want to do something different because they just need some variety in their lives. So they say, let me get some variety in my success. And maybe change up the success and see if we can get more. But sometimes they end up messing up the whole thing because they need to do something different. This is a bad idea. If you change something that's working and then it stops working, here's what you do. Here's how to fix it. Change it back. Any questions about that? Any questions about that process? Does anybody need me to write it down? Uh, you want me to put that in a, a PDF that you can download? I remember once I was playing against one of my childhood friends. I'm not going to say his name because he knows this happened. But if he's listening to the show, he knows, he knows who he is. We used to play one-on-one full court basketball all the time. This is back growing up in Philadelphia in my teen years. And he was a shorter guy. And I'm, I'm 6'4", so compared to him, I'm pretty tall. He's under six feet. So he was more of a guard. He would use his quickness and his ball handling and outside shooting against me because that was the advantage that he had, at least as much as he could get. And my advantage against him was that I had the height. But when I would play him one-on-one, I didn't want to just use my height against him because I wanted to actually use him as kind of like a test dummy for me to work on these other skills, the skills that he was good at. So I would work on trying to dribble around him and use my ball handling and outside shooting and you know, try to match his quickness, even though he was better than me in those areas, at least at that time, or for some time, he was better than me in those areas. I would work on those areas by playing him one-on-one. He would try to steal the ball from me and you know, I could see if I can make outside shots against him or see if I can outquick him, even though it made it a much closer competition when I did that than if I would have just used my height advantage. We would play one-on-one in the games with, you know, sometimes I win, sometimes he win. It'd be these back-and-forth contests, and these games would be really close. So then one time we get to, not one time, but many times we got to talking trash to each other. I'm better than you. I'm better than you back and forth. So we decided, all right, we're going to play a game. Next time we play, this game is going to determine who's really better because we have both won some and lost some. So, and we're talking all this stuff. So we're, all right, the next time we play, we're going to see who's really better. So in this game, I started out playing the way I normally play, which is, you know, playing, shooting the outside shots and dribbling and just playing to his strengths, but you know, working on my skills at the same time. And the game was pretty close. But then I said to myself, let me stop playing to this guy's strengths. And let me just do what I know is going to work, which is just using my height, you know, putting my back to the basket, backing this guy down towards the rim and just scoring on the middle rim because he was too small and not strong enough to stop me from doing it. So I could just back him down and just make layups for the most part. So I did this for an extended period of time during the game to the point that he couldn't stop me. I scored like every time down the court I was scoring. We're playing one-on-one full court. So I'm scoring every time because I'm just backing him down, just making layups. He couldn't guard me. Now, he would still get his points sometimes, but it slowed the pace of the game down. It took his will to win, got taken away because I was putting him in a position where he didn't really have an advantage. He knew every time down the court I was going to score because I just kept doing it and he couldn't stop me. I ended up winning the game. We didn't even finish the game because he walked off the court. This is a true story. And that friend knows who he is. And if he hears this, then he can confirm that is what happened. We didn't even finish the games. I was beating him so easily. And his will to compete got taken away. The whole point is not for me to tell you 
how good I was at basketball playing against somebody who's under six feet. The point is letting you know that I knew what would work if I just did it over and over again. And because it wasn't so much about let me develop my skills here. It was about I absolutely need to win. Let me just go to the thing that I know is guaranteed to work. And it absolutely did work. Give you another example here. We're still on point number one. Used to be this TV show called NFL Films. Any of you who's a football fan and you're watching football back in the 90s, you remember this TV show. Now, I'm not as big into football as I am basketball, but I've watched enough football. So I used to watch NFL Films because I like the show. Because it was kind of like NFL Films, like a behind the scenes of what happens in NFL games and practices and stuff like that. And this is long before we had smartphones. So it's not like people are hamming it up for the camera so much. They're actually talking how they normally talk, not really thinking about the cameras. These days, everybody's thinking about the cameras because we all have one. But on this TV show, NFL Films, they would come on once a week and they would just show you no know, little behind the scenes clips and or like what's happening during the game. The players talking to each other on the sidelines, players talking to the other players, the opposing players during the games, cussing each other out, getting mad at each other, all this stuff, arguing with the refs, all this stuff. So in the late 90s, I think this is around the mid to late 90s, the NFL team, the Kansas City Chiefs, had a running back by the name of Marcus Allen. And their coach was a man named Marty Schottenheimer. And everyone knew Marcus Allen is a Hall of Fame football player. I think he's in the Hall of Fame. I think he won the Heisman Trophy as well in college, if I'm not mistaken, playing at USC. Marcus Allen was really good at, he had a nose for scoring touchdowns when the Chiefs got down close to the goal line. So if the Kansas City Chiefs had the ball inside the five-yard line, they would just do running plays to Marcus Allen, and he would just find the end zone. It was He just always found ways to get into the end zone, even though the other team knew they were going to try to get a ball to Marcus Allen. So I remember watching one of these clips on NFL Films, and the Chiefs had the balls. They're on like the two-yard line, and everyone can predict what's going to happen. They're going to give a, do a running play, get a ball to Marcus Allen. He's going to try to score a touchdown. And the clip from NFL Films has the sideline shot of the coach, Marty Schottenheimer, of the Chiefs. And he's is right before the Chiefs snap the ball. The camera cuts over to Marty Schottenheimer. This is not during the game. This is just cut ups after the games have already happened. And Marty Schottenheimer is talking to one of his assistants or one of his players, somebody else there on the sideline. He's like, look, Marty Schottenheimer says to one of his whoever he's talking to, everybody knows what we're about to do. And then he points over to the opposing team's sidelines. and He says they know what we're going to do. And then the camera cuts over to the Chiefs, snap the ball. Of course, they hand the ball to Marcus Allen. And of course, he gets into the end zone and scores a touchdown. The whole point is everyone knew what they were going to do. And these are the best players in the world trying to stop this guy from getting into the end zone. They were able to do it anyway. Why is this? Because what I told you about episode 167, execution. It's not about other people knowing what you're going to do or even about them trying to stop it. If you execute precisely enough on what you're doing, even if your opponent is trying to stop it, they can. That's what execution is all about. This is why professional sports teams are able to win. Because even though they're playing against opponents who are the best players in the world, just like they are, and their opponents know exactly what they're going to do, they can do it anyway because of the skill of execution. Now, you're not, you don't have the best whatever in the world trying to stop you from succeeding. So what's stopping you from executing? If a pro team can execute, why can't you? You only have a defense trying to slow you down. So you shouldn't even have an excuse. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is implementation over invention. Point number two. People often hide behind invention instead of implementing what already works. People hide behind this invention for a few reasons. First of all, implementing what works requires a certain level of discipline, steadiness, consistency, adhering to a process, and accountability. It requires all of those things to just keep implementing what works over and over again, because we all know that it works. 
Because see, if you're working with a process that you know works and then you execute it, or at least you say you executed it and it doesn't work, then what we had to do is dig into what's missing, which means accountability comes into play. Uh, how steady are you being and actually doing what you're supposed to do? Are you being consistent with this? Are you adhering to the process or are you changing it up and doing a few things differently because you just decided to put a little bit of your own creativity into the process? Don't do that, by the way, until you know exactly what you're doing. Are you being as disciplined as you're supposed to be in implementing this process? Because if you have a working process and it's not working, that means something you did messed it up. The process itself didn't mess up. You messed up. And sometimes this happens with people when they're using any type of electronic device, using a computer or an iPad or a phone. And sometimes maybe it's just semantics, but I notice these kind of things because you can't tell I'm a words guy. People will say something like, well, Dre, I was doing such and such on my laptop and the computer did this. The computer moved me here or the computer messed up the spreadsheet or the computer is coming up with the wrong answer, the wrong number when I'm typing the numbers into this formula. And whenever somebody says something like that to me, I usually respond the exact same way. And I'll tell you how I respond. And here it is. Computers don't make mistakes, folks. Formulas do not make mistakes. Spreadsheets don't make mistakes. Computers are literally robots. They do the same things the same way every time. So anytime you are using a computer, which can be your phone, your laptop, your iPad, whatever, and it produces an incorrect outcome, the outcome that you were not expecting, that's not because the computer made a mistake. That's because you, the human, made a mistake. Processes don't mess up. Our processes don't make mistakes. Processes do not not work. The only thing that doesn't work is a human. The only thing that makes a mistake is a human. The only thing that does not execute is a human being. Why? Because we are imperfect, mere mortal, flawed characters. So, for example, another example, my first foray in entrepreneurship online was selling products, basketball training programs for basketball players. And I would often get players who would say to me, Well, Dre, how do I know that your program works? I have this dribbling program or a dunking program or crossover dribble program or post moves, footwork program. And they would say, well, Joe, how do I know that your training program works? And I remember I made this video on YouTube, still up, if you can find it. And I explained in that video what I just told you. The people are often asking me, how do I know that your program is going to work? And I told them the following. Programs don't work. All the program is, is me telling you what things to execute on. I am proof positive that the program works because I'm giving you the very workouts that I did. And here I am. Barry played in high school, walked on the college, played nearly a decade of pro basketball. So I am proof that they work or that they will help you get better. That's actually the better way of saying it. The program itself doesn't do anything. The program is just a set of instructions. The thing that works is you. See, the reason that I made it with my program is because I did the work. All right, and this is why my whole thing is called work on your game. This is what I'm telling these basketball players. So the question is not, does my program work? The question is, do you work? Because you can see me dribbling the basketball. Do I look like I know what I'm doing? Okay, so I'm giving you my dribbling program. So if you don't have good ball handling after six months or a year of doing this program, it's probably because you didn't do the work or right, the process is proven. The process is not in question, everybody. The only thing in question is you. Are you willing and capable of executing? That's the only thing that's being questioned here. Now, often people hide behind invention because when you're inventing something, you are not held accountable for results because you're inventing something. Hey, it might not work. But when you're working a process that does work, now you're held accountable for it because we know it works. So if you are not producing the result, then everybody can look at you and be like, yo, what's the problem? So if you work at any type of established company, any type of corporation that's been around for a while, they probably have a very hard lined process that absolutely works. So if anybody steps into that process and they're not producing the desired result, then we know 100% it's the human that's messing up. 
Why? Because the process is already proven. Look how long we've been doing this process. Look at the other people who have already succeeded with this process. The process is not working to mean something's wrong with you. And this is one of the challenges that we've seen these days where people are wanting to question. They're saying in schools, hey, let's get rid of standardized tests. Let's get rid of any type of testing or any type of ways of measuring a student's aptitude by a test that everybody gets because they're saying, well, these tests might be biased against certain cultures or against certain races or against certain types of backgrounds. Now, here's the thing. I do agree with getting rid of standardized tests, but not for the same reason. I agree with getting rid of standardized tests simply because who defines what a standard human being is? Who's the standard? Who's the average human being that we all should be measured ourselves by standardized tests? I don't think there's anyone. So that's the reason to get rid of it, not because a certain group or a certain class of people or a certain culture is not succeeding at it, because here's the thing. If there's a test coming up, everybody in the classroom knows that there's a test coming. Right, if you know there's a test coming at the end of the month and now is the first of the month, what should you do? You should probably prepare for the test, study for the test. Go get yourself a tutor, you know, read the textbook, do what you got to do to be ready for the test. If you know the test is coming and you don't prepare for it and then you fail, it doesn't mean something's wrong with the test. It means something's wrong with you. You knew it was coming. So you just weren't prepared. So now we've got to get rid of the test because you failed to prepare for it. I don't agree with that. So even though I do agree with getting rid of the test, we have completely different approaches as to why. So what I'm saying here, when you know something works and you know what the process is, you're going to be held accountable for it. And some people just don't want to be held accountable for things because that means they actually have to do the work and there's no excuses. I asked you in episode 1950, are you accountability resistant? If you haven't listened to that episode, in episode number 1793, how to hold yourself and others accountable without beating yourself up. Episode 1305, earning your right to hold people accountable. In episode 765, closing your accountability gaps. I talked about that also in my new book, The Third Day, which if you haven't gotten it yet, you can get it at thirddaybook.com. Invention, on the other hand, from the other side of implementation, is unpredictable, it's inconsistent, it's new, so you can't expect results. You can't hold anybody accountable for results when it doesn't work because it's new. What kind of results are we supposed to expect? We don't even know what to measure it against. Then everybody, when you're inventing and always doing something new, you can always pretend or actually be working hard, even though there are no results. So you can be working really hard on a brand new thing, get no results. But because it's brand new, there's no baseline to measure it against. So you can just say, hey, it's brand new. What do you expect? But when you're working on something that you know works and you don't produce results now, you got to answer for that. You don't have to answer when you're inventing. So in sales, one of the sayings is pioneers crawl home with arrows in their backs. What does that mean? It means when you are inventing all the time, you got to take all the lashes. You got to take all the arrows. You got to take all the bullets from the marketplace because you're trying out something new. And after you take all the arrows and the bullets from the marketplace, then the people who come in after you, the second, third and fourth movers, they come in behind you. They notice all your mistakes and they're able to actually eat off the success of the invention that you came up with simply because you took all the arrows for them. So while it may seem like a virtuous thing to do, I don't think you want to crawl home with a bunch of arrows in your back. So you're better off implementing something that already works. The pioneers are basically the crash dummies for everything that doesn't work so that the next wave of people can come in and benefit because they can learn from your mistakes. But you don't want to be a crash dummy in real life. You're better off just using something that you already know is proven. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is implementation over invention. Number three, invention is a gamble that something might work and it might not work. I can tell you this from personal experience. I've tried to invent many times. I've come up with brand new stuff many times. Some of it worked. Some of it did work and some of it did not work. The thing about invention is it's unpredictability. That's the very point that I'm making here. It is unpredictable. But when you implement something that is already proven, it is boring. 
sometimes. It is tedious at times and it's monotonous at times because you already have an idea what it is. It's not you can't claim that you just created it out of thin air. So maybe you don't get as much glory out of doing it. But the question is, really, if we're in a results based business, which we are, which one works better? And again, here's that word works again. How do you know something's working? It's producing the desired result, moving you towards your ideal outcome. What is your ideal outcome? Do you know what your ideal outcome is? If you don't know it, I don't know. So figure out, first of all, what's your ideal outcome and then figure out what are the measurables to get towards it. And then look at your processes. Is this process getting me there? Is it getting me closer to it or is it not? This is a black and white yes or no question. Of course, the proven thing is going to work better simply because you already know what's going to happen. The invention thing is like playing a lottery. And as my college econ professor told me, one thing I remember about this class, he said, the lottery is a tax on the stupid. Playing a lottery is like stupid people paying taxes. All right, that's what the lottery is. So why do you think jackpot for the Powerballs and stuff becomes so much money? Because that's how much taxes they collected from stupid people who keep playing. All right, you don't want to be playing a lottery when it comes to your success in life. I don't mind if you, if you want to play the lottery and pay that stupid tax, you can. But I'm talking about with your actual success in life. Now, you don't play the lottery with that. This is why discipline is freedom, because the more you stick to the implementation of things that you know work and get them working, the easier it is for you to find space to freelance within the system that works. So you can freelance and come up with new stuff, but just do it within the system that you already know works so that you can sustain your success while you try things out. But it goes in that order. Discipline and structure come first. Freelancing and trying new stuff come second while at the same time sticking to the script. Everybody follow where I'm at? Good, let's recap today's class, which is implementation over invention. It's about executing on things that work and disciplining yourself to not get distracted by shiny objects. Point number one, when something works, keep doing it. Episode 2013, I told you the same things the same way every time. Something works, don't change it up. Like that high school football coach run the same play over and over again until somebody stops it. When you are trying to do new things all the time, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. When you work on implementing something that you know works and just do it over and over again, then you already know the exact outcome that you're going to get. And professionals, everybody, have consistent inputs, duplicatable processes, and predictable results because they're implementing. Point number two, people sometimes hide behind invention instead of implementing because implementing requires discipline, steadiness, consistency, adhering to a process, and accountability. So if you are allegedly implementing and not getting a result, then we're going to dig into you and find out what's wrong because we know the process ain't wrong. It's something that you did. Humans make mistakes, computers and processes do not. Invention, on the other hand, is unpredictable, inconsistent, is new. So you can't expect results. You can't hold anybody accountable. And everybody can pretend to work hard when they're inventing because, hey, it's a brand new thing. What are you supposed to expect? But they say in business, pioneers crawl home with arrows in their backs. You don't want to be a pioneer trying out something new and taking a loss because you're trying something and didn't get the result. And again, you try to invent too often, then how are you going to get any sustained success? You're better off implementing and then you can invent within that process. And I'll explain that point number three. Invention is a gamble that something may work or it may not. It's basically playing a lottery. And a lottery is, as my economics professor said, a tax on the stupid. The implementation of what's already proven is boring and tedious and monotonous at times, at least. But which one works better? The boring, tedious, and monotonous thing. All right, that's why discipline is what it is. Discipline gives you freedom because when you stick to things that do work and have them working, you can find space within the system to freelance and exercise your creativity. But you must do it in that order. Discipline first, freelancing and trying things out second, while at the same time, sticking to the script. All this said, two things for you to do. First of all, text me. 
to get my daily motivation text free of charge straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. Secondly, you ready to work with me directly so we can get your systems in place, your processes, stop the bullshitting with all the invention and trying new stuff every week and all that. And let's actually get a process and a system in place that you can do over and over and over again, the same things, the same way every time to take your game and your business and your talents where they deserve to be. Join me at Work On Your Game University by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.